Welcome to a Life of Choice podcast, the podcast that helps you shift and broaden your perspective to get more out of life. I'm your host, Robin McCaig, so let's get started. Welcome back, and I know I've been away for a few weeks. I'm back, and with a heavy heart, there is great exposure going on here in Canada about our genocide. There was 215, or what they believe is 215 bodies found in Kamloops, British Columbia, at a residential school. Now, the residential schools, they some of them were around right up until the 70s. So this is not an old history. This is living history in Canada. And so we need to have the exposure, but we also need to have the action. There's thought to be 80 of these schools throughout the country. And I know there's a fundraiser crowdsource funding to buy a machine to go to other locations and to see what can be found. Here in Richmond, there's a memorial with children's shoes. And then on Tuesday, June 8th, there's going to be another meeting. I'm not sure what will happen there. And I know in Vancouver at the art gallery, there's a collection of shoes and likely all across Canada, this is going on. So for many people who are not Indigenous, this is new information for them. And it really shouldn't be. Finally, we are teaching this in our schools. And it's good, but we still need to educate the educators. There's stories of teachers asking children to write an essay on the pros and cons of colonialism. Like just no understanding. So it's, yes, it's time for exposure, but exposure has been happening for many years. It's time to move into action and get beyond the shame that comes up into action. And it was interesting. I was listening to someone on the radio today and she was talking about the use of the word allies. And I think it's really important that we change our terminology and look at the words we use as we evolve in our own knowledge and our own understanding. And if you think about it, it's Pride Month. So we use allies for people who are not LGBTQIA to show their support. And she's correct. This is not an Indigenous fight. This is Canada's fight. And it's time we all took ownership of it instead of shying away from these uncomfortable feelings. Yes, there's going to be uncomfortable feelings. That's part of it. That's part of the healing. You know, think about the people who actually went through it and the generational trauma that it's caused. I think back to when I lived in Cranbrook and we had what was called, um, there was a school there, but also reservation. And I don't know the correct terminology today, but where that community was. And some of those kids came to our school and I remember suicides, not understanding that. And just 
general population of a lot of hurt people that were alcoholic and we'd see people fighting on the street and there was this pent up anger that they didn't know what to do with. They didn't how, know how to address it. And having grown up in a family with an alcoholic father, it wasn't, wasn't really all that scary to me. It was normal. I, I saw my dad who was also rageaholic and was physical in his abuse but it was still hard for me to watch people hurting each other. But it was just, this was kind of normal, which is really sad for anyone. But I didn't have the capacity at that time to really understand what was going on. A lot of us didn't. We saw the harm and saw the outbursts. And, you know, we didn't know to call it racist behavior from other people and the lack of understanding and it's still going on today. Talk about it in our hospital settings and all sorts of different systems that we have. So it's time to do something about things and to educate ourselves. It's not up to them to educate us. So we did have a Truth and Reconciliation Commission here that completed a report in 2015 and they came up with an action plan. Very little, little of that has been done. There's been money earmarked by the federal government. And yeah, let's get on with it. We can start to do things now. Another thing for me is I seem to remember as a young child when I lived in Prince Rupert, maybe three or four, something around that, but it, the memory is just too vague. And then when I looked up, I was curious if there was a school there. There wasn't. There was a hospital in Prince Rupert. And so I really want to shine light on that area as well, because there could be a lot of um, children that went through there, because there was experiments on kids. There was all sorts of things. So I'm just going to put that out there as part of the healing and exposure that needs to happen. So before the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, there was someone I met through my community, through the Training in Power Academy, and we had him come and speak with us, and his name is Kevin Annette. And so he was a minister in the United Church of Canada, and he exposed this the murder and genocide of Aboriginal people by the government of Canada and the United Church. So in Love and Death in the Valley, he talks about that. He originally started his ministry in Port Alberni in 1992. And so there was all sorts of smear campaigns against him. And I remember we all kind of chipped in to help him. He started his own church in New Westminster. And I'm not sure, I mean, with COVID, we can't really meet anyway, how that is going. So what he did is he created an official report of a six-year investigation into the crimes of genocide against Natives people in Canada. I'm reading from the author's notes. And it's called Hidden from History, the Canadian Holocaust. 
It contains the full testimonies of the native survivors of residential schools mentioned in this book, along with much archival documentation of our hidden Holocaust. And at that time, you could get a copy of the 280-page report through the Vancouver Library Public System or purchase through the Truth Commission into Genocide. And I will look that up and put some information in the show notes. Hidden from History is both on the Chapters Indico website and on Amazon, so that one you can purchase. And there's other resources out there. There's tons of resources. Some of the kind of easier way to ease into things for people who don't have a lot of knowledge is one of the movies is Indian Horse. And apparently it's on US Netflix now. And I got to see it at the opening at the Vancouver International Film Festival. And we had an Indigenous person do a ceremony and dance. And it was very beautiful, very touching. And I just recently read an excerpt from Five Indians by Michelle Good. And that's on the HarperCollins site. And yeah, there's lots of different ways when you go to the Truth and Reconciliation Commission report site and other areas, there's different resources. And um, I just was teaching the children's course, the meditation and healings course today. We didn't talk specifically about this, but we did talk about how when people are hurt and they carry that hurt forward and talked about that pain and understanding a bit more about why people do what they do. So I think it's important that we start off with as much information in relationship to the age, of course. And we do have that in our school curriculum now, which is great, but there needs to be the education around how to present it And I've heard stories of inappropriate essays, for example. A teacher gave a request or an essay topic, the pros and cons of colonialism. So she's been not educated as well. And so that needs to change. And not just in the schools. It needs to happen everywhere. And so I'll leave that with you today and be gentle and kind with yourself. And I will see you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed listening, please rate and recommend the show on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.